Welcome to Whitestone Podcast from the Whitestone Forum. This podcast is for business and nonprofit leaders like you and me, specifically designed around building, polishing, and leveraging our competencies. Each episode will provide a lens through which ever-growing citizens of God's kingdom can think about very effectively impacting every one of their organizations. For Whitestone Podcast, I'm Kevin Miller. Hey, we're talking about the unique Barry Gordy. But do you even know who Barry Gordy is? Well, Gordy is one of the last century's most successful American business people. And he is certainly one of the most successful African-American business people ever. And chances are high that for years, you've happily enjoyed the services that Gordy's company produced. So, you might say, Yes, what are you talking about? Well, it was Gordy's music, amazing music. Yes, music that cut across generational lines and social barriers. Hey, have you heard it through the grapevine with Marvin Gaye? How about listening to Please, Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes? Have you followed Stevie Wonder's advice saying, don't you worry about a thing? And think of Michael Jackson. Are you singing Got to Be There along with the King of Pop? Are you willing to stop in the name of love with Diana Ross and the Supremes? How about the classic Sail On with Lionel Richie? Now, isn't that sampling of classics timeless? It's pretty likely that you're in agreement with Smokey Robinson and the Miracles by saying what they sang. I second that emotion. (laughs) Hey, we haven't even mentioned top songs by The Temptations, The Four Tops, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, The Spinners, The Commodores, and The Jackson Five. And all of that entertainment was rooted in the efforts of Barry Gordy from the very beginning, resulting in the one long-standing record label whose name still resonates deeply across generations, Motown. That name still sounds magical, right? Motown. The reported statistics are startling. Number one hits, 180 worldwide. That's mind-boggling. Think about what it takes to get just one number one hit, let alone 180. Famously, in 1968, Motown had five hits on the top ten list at once. And over the years, lots more songs charted. No wonder Motown named its first studio Hitsville, USA. Here's the thing. Barry Gordy was extremely successful in the music business. He built Motown into an incredible music machine with the help of many friends and colleagues, as well as several of his siblings. And he wrote his version of Motown's story in his book, To Be Loved, The Music, The Magic, The Memories of Motown. And three important features set Gordy's autobiography apart as special for us to learn from. First, Barry Gordy's narrative is unvarnished and tells the hard truths about himself. You see, Gordy messed up a number of times, and some of those mistakes had very significant impact. 
And Gordy doesn't just say he made mistakes. He owns his mistakes and missed opportunities. And he specifically points out how he messed up. Hey, very few people of high accomplishment own up to their mistakes in real life. And even fewer write them down for the whole world to see and ridicule. This dimension of Gordy's self-told story creates a part of what an autobiography should be. Credible, honest, helpful, and engaging. The second thing about Gordy's tale is the flip side of the coin of owning his mistakes. You see, many people are name droppers. That's a key way they try to gain credibility, trying to indicate how important they are by who they know, who they've met, who they've worked with. And Gordy earned every right to be a name dropper. He was a core dimension of the launching of the careers of some of the most famous entertainers in history. You heard some of the artists' names, and virtually everyone was pretty unknown before connecting to Motown. And Gordy tells their stories well. But that's not what I'm talking about here. Gordy goes well beyond that. He smoothly calls out many less well-known people in his narrative. And not just their names, but the role each had as a part of the Motown success machine. And Gordy calls out lots more people in his acknowledgments and co-creators list in the book. That's powerful, and it's mindful of how real organizational success works. It honors the total process, and it reflects true humility. Here's the third key point about his autobiography. Gordy's story is extremely worthy, informative, and entertaining. So many autobiographies are vanity publications, done just for the me-centric vanity of it all by lesser achievers. But Barry Gordy was personally very successful, undeniably a breakthrough winner. With an $800 loan, he started a business whose corporate and music catalog value a few decades later was in the hundreds of millions of dollars. He made a couple of great movies, and he supercharged the careers of dozens of music artists and groups. And yes, Motown's relentless efforts resulted in millions of individuals being lifted up many billions of times in magical four-minute bursts of captivating songs. But now let's get to the heart of why we're talking about Barry Gordy. He planned, executed, and succeeded in very effective, relevant ways. And Gordy's template parallels how some savvy Christians have grown the church by hundreds of millions of believers worldwide in the 20th century and beyond. In fact, going the opposite direction of many established churches with declining numbers. Listen closely. Here are six of Gordy's approaches each paired with similar approaches used by the specific, rather small subsegment of savvy Christians in missional churches with astounding success fulfilling kingdom goals. Number one, Gordy's Motown communicated globally in very effective short bursts and messages to countless millions about the universal experiences of love and heartbreak. Those messages are called songs. <laughs> Recall those 180 number one hits? And they've been absorbed 
as impactful messages billions of times. Similarly, savvy Christians communicate globally and missionally with many songs for countless listeners about universal experiences like heartbreak and redeeming love. From amazing grace to I can only imagine to you say, And the church uses key Bible passages like John 3.16, Psalm 23, and Romans 3.23 to minister deeply to believers and unbelievers alike. Powerful, bursty, effective. Number two, Gordy's Motown utilized non-threatening, slightly distanced but still intimate media like radio and vinyl records, very well. And with the end result of people clamoring to see those artists up close. Similarly, savvy, globally focused churches use slightly distanced but still intimate media. Video plus audio on the internet, websites, TV, radio, with Jesus-saturated believers connecting up close. Number three, Gordy's Motown helped break down racial barriers in 1960s America when racial division was escalating very publicly. Doing this by truly attracting people to the extreme competence and fruitful hard work of black artists that consumers might otherwise disagree with or reject socially. Similarly, savvy, globally focused Christians point to the sacrificial servant Jesus in his universal appeal to every tribe and tongue. He's the only sinless person transcending all social barriers. The only one where all meet on the same level, in our spiritual poverty at the foot of the cross. Number four, Gordy's Motown trained its artists to navigate culturally so as to be widely embraced by others. Similarly, savvy, globally focused churches effectively train believers for competent cross-cultural outreach, whether by traditional missionaries hailing from every country imaginable, raising up indigenous leaders, or by workplace believers impacting their dissimilar colleagues and neighbors. Number five, Gordy's Motown did this repeatedly for years, deliberately creating a remarkable assembly line reality for collaboration, replication, and productivity among brilliant, competitive, creative artists. Similarly, savvy, globally focused churches take the assembly line reality of discipling new believers seriously by obeying Jesus' stated great commission. Quote, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, unquote. And the result of the last century or so has been hundreds of millions of new believers. Number six, when star artists, who Gordy significantly helped lift to greatness, took a path away to social criticism messages, Gordy's Motown sought to continue with more universal messages, like love. 
Similarly, like the Apostle Paul, savvy, globally focused Christians stay unswervingly centered on the message of Christ and Him crucified. For centuries, while seemingly lofty political activism, like prioritizing social criticism, forcing social change, and installing economic socialism, grab the attention. The savvy global church knows the only truly worthy pursuit is the risen Christ for us and for others, because we all fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3, 23. When, quote, Christ and Him crucified, unquote, is preached and responded to, real and enduring change and betterment result. These six approaches are extraordinary. Giant kudos to Barry Gordy and Motown. And giant kudos to savvy, globally focused missional Christians the last hundred years. But what about each of us? Today and tomorrow and our days remaining after that. Have we absorbed the astounding progress already made for the gospel of the kingdom and readied ourselves for taking similar action for such a time as this? Thank you for listening to Whitestone Podcast. Visit our website, whitestone.org, for more real-world equipping. There you'll find uncommon video teachings, application and action questions for this podcast episode, and more. Also, check out our unique downloadable resources for group meetups. That's whitestone.org. I'm Kevin Miller.